Setting and reaching goals is very important, but sometimes when we reach those goals, we tend to move the goal line again. In retirement, moving the goal line may not be the best strategy. That's today's topic. Let's jump in. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Welcome into My Retirement Clarity. Glad to have you on the show today. I'm Ben George alongside Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management. Lee, kind of football related today. We're talking about moving the retirement goalposts. So I feel like this one's right down your alley. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, you know, thinking thinking football, uh, you know, I'm a big college football guy, as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama and Georgia, of course, at the top of the, the college football thing. But man, the Alabama basketball team, as we record, just got the the number one seed in the in the NCAA tournament. So yeah, we we talking maybe even a little bit of basketball goals. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. And I'm I'm, I'm uh, in a good position now that you guys have have uh, taken over college football. We have to just move over to college basketball now, I guess, Lee. So. Hey, we will gladly <laughs> give you college basketball if, if y'all let us have college football for I'm a little sure, while. I'm <laughs> sure. Well, the the show today we're focusing on moving the retirement goalposts and whether or not it, it's worth the risk, right? And, and you know, we, we constantly doing this. We're evaluating things as we go through life and, and changing our priorities. So some things we'll, we'll have uh, one expectation for, and that'll change later on, depending on what's happening. So is it worth the, the risk of moving these things around and, and changing priorities? We'll, we'll talk through this today on the show. And if you have questions, the best place to start, as always, is talkwithlee.com. You can schedule a meeting right there through the website, talkwithlee.com. And then you can always call the office directly at 478 478- Two five four three five five zero. All right, Lee. Let's jump in and, and and start off with cash. And this probably has changed, and these goalposts have changed probably quite a bit for people in recent years with just the way the interest rates have changed and everything else that's happening in the market. But how much cash do I need? People can kind of see this, right? Is is a security blanket and having their emergency fund, and it might start off and say, okay, I want X amount, but that might end up changing to go even further, like I might move from 50 to 100 or might even come back and they say, oh, well, I'm comfortable with where I am. I could actually take some of this cash and use it somewhere. So what are the dangers in moving the goalposts when it comes to cash? Yeah, I think this is one that sort of creeps up on people, you know, a lot of times without them even knowing. We've always heard the, the phrase cash is king and, and I'm, I believe it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of cash. Um, so is my wife, by, by the way, and, and my 16-year-old daughter. Um, but anyway, I, I think we should all have, have some cash available to us, have some cash on hand. I, I'm a big fan of, of you having an emergency fund of, you know, six to nine months of living expenses in the bank, not in a CD, not invested. I, I want this money liquid so you, you can get to it if you have a real emergency. But I'm also a fan of you having, you know, a, a separate savings account for for stuff, you know, or, or trips or remodeling project, whatever that is. I always tell people a cruise is not an emergency, so it shouldn't come out of your emergency fund. So having, you know, this type of account, it, it's important because that that money is there and then you don't have to wrestle with the idea of whether or not you can afford whatever it is that you you want to do um i'd also tell you you probably need to keep a little bit of money at home um if you've got a safe put a little bit of it there 
not a lot, you know, because if somebody wants to take it and they've got access to your house long enough, it doesn't matter what kind of safe you've got uh, or, or whatever, you know, they'll they'll get it. But again, the purpose of this money is if you're getting a pension, need a little bit of cash for whatever, uh, maybe you don't have time to go to an ATM, you're headed out of town, whatever that is, um, you know, have some. I know some people who have $1,000 in their safe and some that have a couple hundred thousand in their safe. It's it's completely up up to the individual. But like you said, here here's what I see. A lot of my clients living in retirement live the same way they did while they were working. They've got more money coming in every month than they spend. So this money sort of accumulates in, in these various savings account. And like you said, if somebody had a, a $50,000 you know, emergency fund, if they're continuing to add to it, it could be seventy-five dollars or $100,000, whatever it is. And you, know, you can wake up and, man, you got way more money than, than you need in there. Again, it's not the end of the world because you've done a great job saving. But I think the problem, the main problem with this being is that you're giving up some potential earnings on that money. Uh, mm -hmm. The money's lazy when it's sitting in a savings account. Um, you know, set that threshold at whatever you want it to be. And if it goes over that by a certain amount, say it goes over it by $10,000 or $20,000, that needs to create a trigger for you to then take that money and put it into some type of investment account or do something else with the money, put that money to work. Don't let it continue to sit there and be lazy. All right. Here's one that I think um, you can probably agree that this probably happens quite a bit with people is they'll, they'll say something like, listen, I'll, I'm going to get serious about my savings next year, right? I've got some things I need to take care of. Life's happened. I've got some expenses, but I promise next year is when I'll really start saving. That can be a big problem though. If you continue to put off actually taking those steps, even if they're small steps towards uh, starting to put money away. Yeah, no doubt about that. There, there's always going to be a reason or something that comes up that's going to keep you from saving money. Uh, you know, whether it's a a remodel, an unexpected remodeling project at your house, or if you want to help out a kid or a grandkid, whatever it is, there's always going to be a reason there not to save money. Ben, I had this conversation actually a couple of weeks ago with my best friend's son, and, and he was telling me what he does to, to save money. Um, he saves up a little bit, and then he'll make a deposit into his Roth IRA. Now, this guy's only 21 years old, so he's got a lot of time on his side. But what I told him is what I tell everybody that I meet with. The best way for you to save money is to automate it. And, and here's what I mean by this. For this guy, he can contribute $6,500 a year to, the, to his Roth IRA because he's under 50, of course. So this is $541 a month. Just divide that by 12. So I told him to set up an automatic transfer from his bank to his Roth IRA each and every month. And this way it gets done without him having to do anything because if it's up to him to remember to transfer money over, you know, something's always going to happen. Uh, maybe he'll, he'll forget or maybe he'll, he'll go on a fishing trip or something this month and he doesn't make the contribution. And then by the end of the year, he's going to look up and see that he's only put half of the money that he had originally planned to put it there. So automate it. And, and that's the best advice that I can give anybody who wants to save money. I'd also encourage you to save beyond what you're doing in your company retirement plan. And I talked about this on a previous show, and I don't care if it's $100 a month or $5,000 a month. Open up a non-retirement account and fund it every month. And that way, your dollar cost averaging into the market, 
and you're going to wake up a few years and, and you'll just be glad you did this. And, you know, Ben, I'm still waiting on that person that tells me that they saved too much money for retirement. Hadn't happened right. yet. Maybe somebody <laughs> will come in this week and tell me, but hadn't happened yet. I think the automation is the key to me too, is because when you have that money set aside, like if you don't, like for him, if, he, if he's waiting until you say he has $500, put it in, there could easily be something that pops up, like you said, a fishing trip or, hey, there's a game I want to go to. Let me just pull a little bit out of this. I'll, I'll, I'll refund it, you know, once I get back. And you, you fall behind so quickly doing that. And when you have it automated, it's like you never even had that money to begin with. Right. Plus, and I told him if you, when you get raises or do whatever, take that money and save it. It's the same thing I'm telling him that our parents told us when mm -hmm. we were young and we either listened or didn't listen. Probably <laughs> a lot of times I didn't listen. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think we're all yeah. going to do that. Uh, yep. All right. We're talking about moving the retirement goalposts. And, and before we get into our next one here, Lee, I think about, you know, talking about putting things off and getting serious later. Taxes is a thing we always seem to say, hey, I'll, I'll figure out my tax planning later. Or, you know, when it's time to actually file, I'll worry about taxes. Well, that's another thing you need to hop on. And, and with your ticking tax time bomb book offer, you allow, you kind of help people do that. Yeah. And finally, we're starting to see more and more people become more serious about this rather than just talking about it. So anyway, we, we wrote a, a short book. It's a very easy read called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Diffuse the IRA Ticking Tax Time Bomb. Uh, because all of our qualified accounts, you know, they've got a tax lien on it and people are seeing sort of the mess that and overspending that our government does. Um, and they feel like that is coming. So we're seeing more and more tax planning on that. So if you want to get a copy of this book, just text the word diffuse, D-E-F-U-S-E, -E, diffuse to 478-475-2050. And I guess if you text diffuse, D-I-F-F-U-S-E, we have people do that every week, it still comes to us. But either way, if you want to copy the book, we'll be glad to, to ship that out to you free of charge. All right. Next topic here that we often move around is risk. Uh, should I reduce my risk? You know, people will talk about, you know, if I can get X amount in my savings, I'll make things more conservative. So I don't have as much risk, but then they achieve that and they say, well, I'll give it another month. Right. And and on the other side too, it's like, you want to make those returns. It's like, well, no, I need to reduce, but let me see if I can just get another month of, you know, 10% returns before I do that. Exactly. Yeah. This whole risk, you know, when to change risk and all that, it, it really does usually relate to somebody who's sort of chasing a number in the last several years of retirement. Um, you know, maybe for some, the reason is, you know, the, the, some people say, hey, I, I don't want to retire until I, I get $800,000 in my 401k. But then all of a sudden they get there and they, they say, hey, you know, what about 900? And they just continue the same strategy. And then they get to 900 and like, man, a million would sound really, really cool. Um, so, you know, before you know it, you've got a 63-year-old who's a year away from retirement that's got a million dollars invested in a way that if, if the market tanks, he could lose 25 or 35% of his money in, in one year. And now all of a sudden that becomes a real problem because, you know, they'll probably start to question whether or not they've got enough money to retire on. Um you know, because their mind starts to play tricks on them. And something I talked about back in, in a few episodes ago, I think it was episode 99, I talked about how our mind just plays tricks on us and negative thoughts creep into our minds. And, you know, it tells us, hey, you know, I'm going to, if things keep going the way it's going, I'm going to be out of money in seven or eight years. It really sort of clouds our judgment. Um, and like I've, I've said on the show a hundred times, Ben, the best investment strategy is one that is one that you can stick with 
in up markets and in down markets. And, and that's different from everybody. And so that another thing, that's why it's so dangerous to, to listen to what people's coworkers are doing or what their friends are doing because they're not you. Their situation is completely different. And I know I went off topic a little bit there, Ben, but just keep your investment discipline. Don't chase returns. And you know when it's time to take the foot off the gas. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050 and we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. Well, one thing you don't know about uh, time-wise is when you want to retire oftentimes. And this is something that we keep pushing back. It seems like, you know, you you have something in mind and then, you know, oftentimes because of a lack of planning, you keep putting it off. But is the biggest risk here the fact that, hey, maybe you could have retired earlier than uh, if you actually sat down and done proper planning than you actually did because you kept putting things off? Yeah, picking a retirement date is is easy for a lot of people. Uh, may, maybe their mindset has been for you know a long time that they're going to retire at 60 or 62 or whatever it is, um, and, and they've really never wavered from that timeline. And these people usually have a little bit easier time uh, turning in that retirement app and sticking to the plan. But for a lot of people, it, it really is a real struggle. The one more year option seems to pop its head every year, Many times people wake up and find themselves working three, four, five years longer than they had originally planned. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Sometimes people really enjoy what they what they do and they, they just don't want to retire. They don't really have a, a great plan for what they're going to do in the next phase of their life. Uh, maybe they don't have travel plans or any kind of goals or hobbies or anything like that that they want to do in retirement. And so for these people, it's just normal to get up and Go to work. Go do what they've always done. But here's here's what I, I want our listeners to remember. Every year you give your company, it's one less year you've got on the back end. So think about it this way. For for most people, once we turn 60 years old, we're entering the fourth quarter, what I would call the fourth quarter of our lives. This means the clock is ticking and there's only so much time left. And, of course, none of us know how long we're going to live. Uh, but but if you knew today that you only had 10 years left to, to live, would you give your, your work one more year? Probably not. I, I think you'd probably wind up figuring out a way to make the, the most of that, that last 10 years of, mm-hmm. of, of your life or 15 years or whatever it is. So, again, think about it this way. Every year going forward, we're one day closer to whenever it is that we pass away. So, and we're also a year closer to the the point where our health declines and we're no longer able to do the things that we once did. So, you know, thinking about it this way, do you really want to give your company one one more year? Maybe, maybe not. Um, But I also want to, you know, folks to hear hear me clearly on this, Ben. I'm not telling 
anybody to retire before they're financially prepared to do so, that, that certainly wouldn't be smart. But after you've done the homework and you know the numbers, set a date and, and don't let that date change unless your circumstances change drastically. Yeah, I think it's a great way to, to, to talk about it and, and give someone uh, something to think about if they continue to put it off. And, and I think, Lee, with a lot of these, or really all of these, I guess, that's where an advisor comes in, right? Like if, if you have an advisor to work with, oftentimes you'll keep them in check with the amount of cash or how much risk they need or, you know, keeping them on track with their savings and, and a retirement date. Like that's that's a big aspect of the relationship you have with people, right? Right. That, that's the nuts and bolts of it. It's, I, I think lots of times we just we just get painted into the corner of being the investment person. That's certainly very important. And we, we do that of course, for, for all of our clients, but all the other stuff that comes up, all the, the, the decisions and, and the what if scenarios and all those kind of things, that's where the value of planning comes into play. Well, if you want to schedule a meeting with Lee, you can do so by visiting talkwithlee.com. You can, you can get on this calendar right there from the website, talkwithlee.com. Got a question that came in, Lee. I want to run by you here before we close out this episode of My Retirement Clarity. Uh, it's from Thomas and Macon. He says, we're retiring in two years and plan to sell our home and move to the beach. But home values in our neighborhood are still high right now. So I'm wondering if I should sell now and rent for a couple of years. Is it a bad idea to rent at this stage of life? All right, Thomas, I love the plan to, to move to the beach. Um, it's a question I get a lot nowadays. We're, we're just sort of in this weird time where home values are still up, and so it's a great time to sell a house, but certainly not a great time to buy a house. So, you know, it's probably not a great time to buy a house at a beach. But the question that you asked, is it a good time to, or is it a bad idea to, to rent right now? No, I think that would probably be a, a good idea to rent if you could sell your house at a at a premium, which you should be able to, the challenge is going to be able to find somewhere to rent because I know a lot of people who have sold their, their homes uh, and, and struggled to find somewhere to rent. And that, that was me uh, about two years ago when we sold our house. We sold it in three days, actually one day, um, had to be out in a month and we had nowhere to go. And it was a struggle for us to find a, a place to rent. So I would say before you put your house up for sale, Go ahead and do some research on how easy it's going to be for you to find somewhere to live. Yeah, you you've been in that limbo for for a little while. You're finally settled now, though, right? Yeah, yeah. We so we we lived in a rental house for for a year and a half, and then after a year and a half, the guy who owned the house said, "Hey, I need to sell my house." So he was thinking the same thing: sell it at high value. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to wind. We wound up moving into an apartment for for three months and. You know, that, that wasn't an ideal situation. So, yeah, but no, we're definitely settled into the house now, and, and it's it's great. We're so glad to be in there. Yeah, so definitely some other factors to consider there, Thomas, if you are thinking about going that, that rental path, uh, as Lee pointed out. All right, well, if you have questions for Lee, you can always call 478-254-3550. Of course, you can log on, talkwithlee.com, and schedule a meeting right there with him. Lee, as always, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Uh, Great conversation and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. All right. Take care, man. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, 
we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.